Um, so quick disclaimer, really quick. Wood trains are not a thing. I was thinking mm -hmm. of wooden roller, roller coasters, coasters, but trains did used to burn wood instead of coal. That's what you meant the whole time. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously. All like six times. I don't know why I we brought have it to correct you. Because <laughs> I'm, I was just so dedicated to there being <laughs> wood trains. <laughs> they're just not. They're just not a thing. No. Welcome to Mysteretical, where we take a theoretical approach to solving mysteries. So pretend you never heard this and join us for this week's Mysteretical, the Salvadoran Congressman Murders. Pretend you heard this. <laughs> Like the intro? Uh-huh. Okay. I had a whole story. <laughs> this is a crazy one, and I'm honestly terrified to solve this mystery. Ooh. Because they'll come for you? I don't know. <laughs> I was, like, reading it, and I was reading it, and I was like, oh, this is really good. Wow. And then I started reading more, and I was like, oh. <laughs> I don't think I want to finish researching it, but you know what? I pushed through it. I'm proud of you. <laughs> for everyone, for all the mystery lovers, because this one is so good. I'm super excited. It's so good. Okay, so we start off in El Salvador, which is bordered. It's in Central America, in case yes. you didn't know. It's bordered on the northeast by Honduras and the northwest. Whoops. By Guatemala. Yeah, like, I was pointing in the wrong area. Well, and, and it's North also reversed for me. So. It's just, I was doing it right for you. Then. <laughs> um, to the south of El Salvador is the Pacific Ocean. Okay. Is it, so is it where the little hook is? I have no idea. I never, I didn't even look at a map. I mean, I did. <laughs> I did, but I was like, you know, I I didn't like zoom out, you know, being think, as bad as we are at geography and we always resort to not, <laughs> look, I don't know. I didn't look at a map. I, I like, I wanted to know where Guatemala was and that was pretty much it. All right. Whatever. Um, Meso, Meso, Mesoamerican nations controlled it originally, including the Lenca and the Mayans. The Lenca? Yeah. I don't know what that I've never is. Heard I, just, of them. I saw it on Wikipedia and I was like, oh, cool. It might not even be Lenka. It might be something else. Could be Inca and they said it wrong. <laughs> yeah. And it was like spelled No, I wrong. think Lenka's real. I think it's real. Um, in the 16th century, the Spanish Empire conquered and incorporated it into the Viceroyalty of New Spain, ruled by or from Mexico City. Um, it was passed around a bit, you know, like, oh, here, France, you can have it. Oh, here, you can have it, you know? And then it was included in the territory that would become El Salvador until their independence from Spain in 1821. Then it was incorporated into the first Mexican empire, later seceding uh, and becoming a republic. Got it. The first Mexican empire dissolved in 1841 when it became a sovereign nation, which we know all about from our past episode. <laughs> uh, between the 19th and 20th century, they endured a chronic political and economic instability. There were coups, which, mm. yeah, we've learned about this week, <laughs> um, revolts and authoritarian rulers, which Sounds we know all about. It's stupid familiar. America today. <laughs> The there was a there was a civil war between 1979 and 1992 between the military government and left wing guerrilla groups. Um, not like guerrillas. No, like guerrilla G U E. Guerrilla warfare. Yeah. <laughs> um, there are no guerrillas in South America. It's like there's no chance in Hawaii. In Hawaii that you can think of that we've discovered in the wild. They Those might, islands aren't. Those islands aren't that big. It's not. <laughs> My guess is that there's like metal clad monkeys living in the volcanoes in Hawaii where they're like, they have body armor on 
and they're That's super like lava smart. proof. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, lava monkeys. The Civil War ended in a negotiated settlement establishing a multi-party constitutional republic, which still stands today. <laughs> I think. Great. So let's like look a little like narrow and a little bit further to the ARENA party, which ARENA is an acronym that is something in Spanish. So we're just going to leave it at that. Um, It's the conservative right-wing ruling party of El Salvador. It's the Nationalist Republic Alliance. And it was founded September 30th. And I put 2981, but it was 1981. 2981 is not a year. It is. It's just not a year yet. I don't think we'll make it that far. I don't even think we'll get close. Like as a as a human race, right? <laughs> Obviously, you and I will never see that. But. No, we'll never. Well, um, so unless like we freeze ourselves, right? Or like can go be put into hibernation or whatever. I don't know if I'd want to do it. I think I would, even if it was like, oh, my last day, I'm gonna die in an hour. I'm gonna go to sleep for a thousand years and wake up just to see what the world is like for an hour. You know. It would be yes. a huge culture shock, though. Yeah. You wouldn't even get to, like, enjoy the hour. No. You'd have because to do it earlier. It'd be a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. It'd be a long history lesson. It's defined as the political institution constituted to defend the democratic, republican, and representative system of government, the social market, economy, system, and nationalism. Too early for all these words. <laughs> They controlled the National Assembly of El Salvador until 1985 and controlled the presidency from 1989 to 2009. The party gained plurality in the Legislative Assembly in 2012. I don't know what any of that means. (laughs) Well, basically, they were in control of El Salvador politically um, for for quite a while. Okay. So now let's Sorry, wait, the guerrillas? No, no. The sovereignty? That that was the Civil War that ended in 1982. And then this Arena Party is the conservative right-wing ruling party of El Salvador. Got it. They took over um, politically. Got it. Like, they were one of the parties. There's a few parties, though. This is just the one that uh, we're focusing on today um, because the congressmen that we're going to be talking about were a part of this party. Got it. I follow now. Sorry. Um, you spit out a lot of big political words. And I was like, it was a I'm lot. not awake enough. <laughs> no, it was a lot. Guatemala. Um, so this is where our mystery is going to take place. The congressmen were from El Salvador, um, but they were traveling to Guatemala for, um, well, we'll talk more about it in a bit. But okay. Guatemala has one of the highest murder rates in Latin America. Ooh. There were 30 killings for every 100,000 residents in 2005. That's a lot. lot. Due to the faltering justice system, less than 2% of crime investigations end in convictions. And you wonder why they're trying to come here. Yeah. Just putting that out there. (laughs) It's so that whole area, Central America, is frequented by drug traffickers traveling from Colombia through Mexico to the U.S. to sell drugs yep guatemala has a population of about 17.2 million as the most populous country in central america wow they attained peace in 1821 in the same republic as el salvador so they were grouped in with el salvador before they also became independent got it in 1944 the authoritarian leader jorge ubico was overthrown by a military coup Um, which began a decade-long revolution leading to the social and economic reforms. Between 1960 and 1996, there was a civil war between the government backed by the U.S. and the leftist rebels. The civil war had um, genocidal massacres of the Mayan population by the military. Um, Specifically, if they supported the rebels, they would go in and just completely destroy their, like, their... cities their towns everything yeah um their communities the war claimed nearly a quarter of a million lives wow yeah currently is that they the murder <laughs> no no Ugh. that's not the one because that one's solved we know who did yeah. that 
Currently, they struggle with high rates of poverty, crime, drug trade, and instability. Yikes. Even today, and and whenever our mystery takes place, which is in two thousand seven, so that's pretty close to today. Only yeah, fifteen years ago. Yeah, it's not that long. No, um, the countries share a southern border, so Guatemala's southern border is along uh, El Salvador, and they have two of the strongest economies in Central America. Both were members of the Central American Free Trade Agreement and were seen by the U.S. as partners in the war on drugs back in 2007. So I don't know about today. The war on um, drugs that the CIA started? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just, just check. <laughs> yeah. So um, now let's dive into the murders a little bit. Like, as I said, we're in 2007. It's February 19th. So I'm sure it's beautiful down there because they have a really nice climate. Britney Spears just had her meltdown. But Did she? I think it is 2007. I don't know when. Either she just had it or she's about to have her meltdown. Just so we all know where we are in time. (laughs) My guess is her head was shaved at this point. Okay. Was it later in the year? (laughs) February 19th? I don't know. No, that's the beginning. (laughs) No, yeah. I mean, I don't know when she did it. Oh, yeah. I have no clue. (laughs) I just remember it being in 2007. (laughs) Yeah. I don't remember when, though. I mean, she was in a t-shirt or like a sleeveless shirt, right? I don't remember. I'm sure it was a little warmer out. It was nighttime whenever she smashed the window. So I'm guessing that it was a little later in the year. Yeah. Unless she was on like Like in the drugs. summer or something. Right. Right. Um, so let's in, let me introduce you to the three members, three congressmen. Um, there was Eduardo de Busson. Is he, he was... French? <laughs> no. no, they're all El Salvadorian. <laughs> they're all Salvadoran. So they're all from El Salvador. So they're Spanish. So where were we? Three Hi. members. That's okay. Three Eduardo. members of the arena party. Eduardo de Busson. De Buisson. De Buis. He was 32. He was known from his alliance members for his violent temper, and they nicknamed him Poison. People got to stop giving people cool nicknames. <laughs> yeah, I love that nickname, especially Great. like for a congressman. Yeah. Uh, he was the son of Roberto Dabuson, Dabuison, who was the founder of Arena, okay. so this political party. And he was the leader of numerous Salvadoran death squads, which are the squads that went and killed the Mayans in the Civil War. Um, during the civil war between 1980 and 1992. And then he founded the party. Um, and then there's William Pichinte, which is, who is 49, and Jose Ramon Gonzalez, which is, who is 57. There was also one other death, which I don't have a lot of information about him because he was just the driver. So uh, his It doesn't mean his life didn't matter. <laughs> I know. His name was Gerardo Ramirez. Okay. Um, That's all that I know about him, though. I found no other information about him or about William or Jose. Um, They were really focused on the guy who was the son of the political party. Yeah. Even so, um, we still have a lot of information about these deaths. It was Monday morning when they left El Salvador for Guatemala. So they were driving to the Central American Parliament which is a political body that seeks to promote and regulate trade among the five countries in Central America in that region. It's like it's based in Guatemala City, that which is the uh, I want to say it's the capital city of Guatemala. They were all in a Toyota Land Cruiser and part of a four-car motorcade with other legislators from El Salvador and they were traveling El Salvador to Guatemala City. And once they got into Guatemala, they were accompanied by the Guatemalan police on the highway uh, just to make sure that nothing happened. And then they failed. I'm guessing. In 2003, a Honduran member of the body um, of the Central American Parliament was convicted of trafficking several kilos of heroin in his car. Um, So I think that that's why, like, a lot of the police were there and everything, just to make sure there was no illegal happenings. Right. Um, uh, a little bit into their journey in Guatemala, their car was pulled from a convoy on a remote road, and 
it says it was in El Jocotillo, uh, uh, which is 20 miles southeast of Guatemala City. So they were almost there. We're almost there. And like, that is, they always say that like the accidents that you have and everything, like the different, the bad things that can happen are always like, if you're on a journey or something, it's whenever you're either a mile or like really close to your destination mm-hmm. or you're really close to getting home. Yeah. Most accidents happen more. like within a mile of home or whatever. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the congressman never showed up at their hotel that evening. Wait, sorry. Did they pull the whole convoy off or just, just their, their car? car? Just that what car. Is, what was the convoy doing? <laughs> so the everyone else continued on their journey. This car was pulled out. Nobody asked any questions at the time. Nobody said anything. Um, and they never showed up at their hotel that evening. So let's go to the next day, February 20th. The bodies of the three congressmen and their driver were found on a farm. They were unrecognizable as the vehicle was bullet ridden and burnt. Uh, They had been tortured, shot, and incinerated with gas and white phosphorus. Okay, that's a lot. (laughs) Medical examiners (laughs) said each person had a single bullet wound in the skull from a high caliber weapon. They had to have dental records to identify the bodies. Ew. Uh, Luckily, though, the victims, all of the victims were dead before uh, the car was set on fire, so they weren't burnt alive. Well, if they were all shot in the skull, it sounds like it was like an assassination killing, and then they did the rest. Yeah. Yeah. And so if they were all i want to know how they found them like were they still in the car buckled up like in their positions and everything and then the car was pulled over or like they were torn or were they asked to get out and like assassination style on your knees like looking down at the ground and they shoot them in the back of the head or something and then probably piled their bodies back into the car and then let and it on set it on and did fire. everything else right because if they because if they were shot when they were just shooting the vehicle they would either have multiple wounds like multiple bullet wounds in their heads or yeah. or they not one would might not have one or whatever but if and, they all had one it sounds like it's assassination style. and it does say tortured as well so they were probably pulled out questioned about something i don't know yeah we'll get there because we know who did it Woo! (laughs) february 22nd 2007 so this is two days after the bodies were found three days after the murder they were missing they were removed from that thing february 22nd 2007 which is two days after the bodies were found three days after the car was pulled from the convoy four policemen were arrested and charged with the murders One of them was the former director of the Organized Crime Division of the Guatemala National Police, Luis Arturo Herrera. They were tracked by a GPS system embedded in a police vehicle that they had driven. I just, you're police officers, you should know better than to allow a tracking device to track you to where you're committing a crime. Yep. Um, it was all linked to the timeline of the murders. So they were like, oh, okay, the car was definitely set on fire 12 hours or like at 8 p.m. on February 19th. And, at, you know, they found it the next morning or whatever. And so they were able to like track it back and they could see the GPS like in the police vehicle took them back to where the farm right. was. Right. The officers were also um, caught on a number of surveillance cameras in Guatemala City. Come on, uh, guys. Including the parking lot where they met the congressman. So when, whenever they met them, um, you know, I guess they, once you cross into Guatemala, they meet them at like a central location um, to continue onward. And then brought they, them to a second location, which you're never supposed to let them do. <laughs> uh-huh. They were formally charged, all four officers were, and they were secretly transferred to a maximum, maximum security prison called El El Bokurin, Bok, Bok, I don't know. Their defense attorneys expressed concerns about the security conditions at the prison that they were at in Guatemala City when they were originally arrested. And he was like, nah, that's not going to work. They need to go to a high security prison. So they went to a high security prison that was 40 miles east of Guatemala City. Okay. 
Authorities and opposition politicians in Guatemala say that the police were part of a group operating within the Guatemala's within Guatemala's security forces who are responsible for drug trafficking and death squad style killings. I would like to point out that at least they arrested the cops. Right. Just a thought. Cool. <laughs> Not Keep- a non-American <laughs> thought. Keep that in mind. <laughs> As we continue. (laughs) Yay. February 25th, 2007. This is three days after the policemen were arrested. The four policemen were found murdered inside of their prison cell. Their throats were slit and they were shot. Mm. Just after the killings or during the killings, it's, it's very unclear when the riot started, but a prison riot started. So exciting. <laughs> that bad? Yeah. No. I mean, it, I mean, if you were in prison and it was like every day, you know, yeah. oh, boring day, oh, another boring day, a riot would be seen as like, oh. Well, yeah, we've all seen Orange is the New Black. So I'm yeah. like, just like, this is so fun. Good. So good. <laughs> um, the prison warden and four guards were taken hostage during the riot. Reports suggested that the gunmen who killed the four, the murderers of the four policemen, entered the prison disguised as visitors. Relatives visiting prisoners allegedly witnessed guards allowing passage to the attackers. And several moments later, shots were heard. And then the riot started. Oh, cops letting people by. That sounds familiar too. Yeah. Other reports claimed that the four policemen were killed in, in the riot initiated by members of the Mara Salvatruca, or MS, gang. Okay. That um, was the largest gang in the prison at the time. It might still be today. I didn't, like, look up. The multiple sclerosis gang? Yeah. Okay. And I don't know if they are the same MS as MS-13. In the U.S., I don't know what that is. Uh, Should it's I? A, yeah, it's a really <laughs> dangerous <laughs> gang in L.A. and <laughs> oh, and Houston, and yeah, it's a pretty like prominent gang in the U.S. I, it's okay. Actually, I, you shouldn't know who they are. You know what? Let's just uh, go ahead and say you don't know who they are. Yeah, no, I that don't. Way. I they're still listening don't. though. <laughs> Are gang members true crime fans? They must be. I would be. Right? Yeah, but right. you are a true crime fan. So that just means you just need to add right, like, like gang I would be because then I would know what's happening, what's Science? happening, how people are dying, what's the new like trend of gang. We would be genius gangsters. <laughs> yeah. Put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we would. The Guatemalan human rights ombudsman claimed that the riot was the reaction of prisoners that wanted to avoid being blamed for the murders. So basically, he's saying that the prisoners walked in, they saw the dead policemen uh, who were also prisoners at the time. They saw them and that they were dead. They knew their background and what murders they were tied to. And they said, nope, we had nothing to do with this murder. So they started a riot to like... To make it chaotic. Yes. Yeah. The national police said that it was more likely that the gunmen came from inside of the prison and it would have been almost impossible for them to have gotten past the three security perimeters in the building, which are prison guards, the national police, and the army. But I'd also like to point out that the national police... Is who they worked for. Who the four policemen worked for. So obviously there's corruption there. Yeah. But still, um, the army and the police guards, the guard, like the the COs, if you will, yeah, I don't know they're called. Them. I don't, but yeah. If they that white them. lady could escape that Mexican prison in the nineties or whenever yeah, she escaped, <laughs> yeah. she escaped. I forget when she escaped, but yeah, I know. Twenty people were arrested, including prison guards. And obvious conspiracy theories followed, but Erwin Sparrison, who's the chief of the Guatemalan National Police, said that people don't want to believe that the reality is 
simpler, more ironic, and more stupid. It wasn't a great conspiracy. It was a series of coincidental events. But the people don't want to believe. They want a soap opera, a spy drama, and a, and a James Bond movie. Yeah, it's not as fun for it to be simple. Maybe. Right. But also, he's the leader of the national police, or the chief of the national police, which we already know is corrupt. So he's probably just trying to save face. Right. This whole mystery is a James Bond movie, like, through and through. Yes. His, the Irwin's theories are that the officers were tricked into thinking that they were assassinating Colombian drug dealers that were masquerading as Salvadoran congressmen. So, like, that they were, may have been hinted at, oh, you know, what really skyrocket your career is killing um, drug traders. And these Salvadoran congressmen are posing as congressmen, but really they're just here to sell drugs or to smuggle drugs through. Just like the guy in in 2003 that was part of the same party and everything was smuggling drugs through and everything and selling heroin out of the back of his car or whatever. Yeah, They're saying this is the same thing. And if you just kill them, if you just off them, that's going to boost your career. Like you're going to be recognized as a high profile person or whatever. Another theory is that of his was that political enemies in El Salvador arranged the murders. So somebody that's against this party or working against this party arranged the murders of these congressmen, knowing that this guy, the one guy is the son of the person that founded this conservative right wing party. Mm -hmm. Or that the congressmen were linked to drug dealers. So pretty much the same theory. Just there, not maybe the they drug weren't selling themselves. drugs. They were just connected to drug dealers yeah. and helping drug dealers like smuggle drugs through Central America. Right. That theory makes sense of why they would leave the trackers in their car, the police, mm-hmm. because they would want to get caught so that they could like get the fame or the whatever. fame, right? Yeah. And the in the notoriety. Yeah, and their career is just boosted. Yeah, you know. But instead, they got arrested. <laughs> arrested and murdered. <laughs> um, the safety of the arrested policeman was in jeopardy from the moment of their arrest. One of the policemen claimed he'd rather commit suicide than speak to the police or speak to anyone because they're going to kill him anyway. Right. And I'm sure they don't want to go to jail because everyone knows the cops that go to jail are always targets for. Not only that, but there's gangs in there. You know, yeah, um, but gangs that you might be responsible for putting in there, right? Like, that's why it's so scary to be, a, right? A, a and not only that, jail. but it's it's probably part of a gang that you worked for. That you know, um, yeah. If you're a corrupt cop, yeah, uh huh. And they want you to just shut up. So, telephone records showed that the officers had received call from El Salvador at the time of the congressman's murder. So not only is the GPS tracking them to the murder, but they're receiving calls from El Salvador. And that could show that powerful people are behind the murders from El Salvador. So that kind of goes in with the political yeah. rivals. We're not done yet. There's more, <laughs> there's more twists. There's more turns. A month later, in March 2007, a top police official in Guatemala, his name was Javier Figuero. He was a former gynecologist. Okay. (laughs) I don't know why, but it said that. I was like, oh, cool. And now he's a top police official. Got it. All right. Did he have any business being a top police official? How did you, how did that career jump happen? I don't know. <laughs> and it, it, like, it didn't detail it. It was like, um, former gynecologist, Javier Figuero. Now a top police official. Anyway. Does that mean I, as a dance teacher, can apply to be an FBI agent? Is that a thing? <laughs> I mean, I say do it. They need people from different backgrounds. They do. You can't just have someone that has the same exact training as someone else and you just throw them in the same thing as someone else and then not expect them to and then you expect them to think out of the box or think about like you know what i mean they're it's getting true. the same training as everyone else it's true bring people in from different backgrounds so that you have more of a wider like variety of work together think yeah yeah 
that's just my thought. If they want to hire me, go for it. I would be happy. But let's to apply it. together so we can go to Virginia together because we would have to go through training. Well, um, at least we could be buddies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or we come back here and become field agents. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever we want to do. Maybe we want to travel. Maybe we want to go to like not Central America um, to investigate things, but maybe we want to go to Europe and investigate things. That could be a lot of fun. Or like Asia. Or Asia. I would be down for Asia, especially Japan, because like their technology is super advanced. I bet it's super easy to catch people doing shit in Japan. (laughs) Yeah, because there's cameras literally everywhere. But there's also so many people that it's probably hard to like see. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking of Tokyo, but. Yeah. I know nothing about the crime rate in Japan. I don't either. Should look at it. I right? actually know of a murder from Japan that I like love to listen to. Nice save. <laughs> because it's such a twisty turny one. Yeah, um, I've heard crazy cases, but I don't know like the general, like how Guatemala is a super high. Right. Like, I don't know how Japan's. No, but I think that it has much more, a much more stable in, like, government out there. Yeah. I'll look into that. Not yeah. next case. I already know what my next case I know. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, back to Figuero. Yes. He was the top police official in Guatemala. He abruptly resigns from his position. And this is one month after these, after the policemen are murdered. One month after the congressmen are murdered, you know? He fled Guatemala after resigning with his family, seeking asylum in Costa Rica. I and love then Costa Rica. Sorry, continue. Before they like granted him asylum or anything, he went to Venezuela. So they left Costa Rica right away, went to Venezuela. He was involved in the arrest of the four police officers. Okay. Um, this is the plan- gynecologist? Yeah. Okay. He's now a top police official. Yes. He was involved in the arrest of four police officers. But not with the national police, the police I that they were think it was with the f- No, I, okay. I don't think it was with the national police. He claimed to be uh, in fear for his life. The media speculated that he ordered the deaths of the officers in charge with the Salvadoran congressman murders. So that he offered, uh, he ordered it. You know, he said they need to die, go in and kill them. He's charged in Guatemala with the extrajudicial killing of at least 10 prisoners. Later in 2007, the Figuero family fled Venezuela for Austria and they were granted Where asylum. My family's from. They were granted asylum in Austria. In May 2011, Austrian authorities arrested Figuero for murder in Austria. Get it, Austria. So, he yeah. didn't murder anyone in Austria. They arrested him for the killing of the 10 prisoners in Austria. But they rejected Guatemala's extradition request due to the assumption that he couldn't expect a fair trial in his home country, mm. which is smart. Yeah. But also scary to say no to the Guatemalan government who, yeah. Yeah, but Austria is fine. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I think Europe if, has Interpol, which is like the the kings of all police force, whatever. Yeah, so. and I think that if it were different, and if it were like are the Russian government, they probably would be singing a different tune. Yeah, the back to back sets of killings, each chillingly professional and brazen, are exposing the depth of corruption and impunity in a nation still struggling to right itself. Eleven years after the end of more than a three-decade civil war. Wow. A Pandora's box is opening. And that was a quote from Salvadoran police chief Rodrigo Avila. You quote that Greek myth, sir. Thank you. Oh, him. Him. (laughs) You didn't write that. Let me take the credit for it. I would have been so impressed if you started getting, like, creative. (laughs) Right? In March 2007, so the same month that Figuero like resigned and left abruptly. Irwin, we talked about him. He was the chief of the national police, as well as the interior minister resigned as a consequence of the murders. The president of Guatemala reluctantly accepted their resignations. So 
I mean, good. They resigned. They needed to. Yeah. Um, and so a year later, April 8th, 2008, Victor Rivera, a Venezuelan national, was shot and killed while driving in Guatemala City. Rivera had recently, two days earlier, been fired from his position, position to the Ministry of the Interior. He had been investigating the deaths of the Salvadoran uh-huh. congressman. Um, Wait, sorry, who is this? Who is investigating? A, a Venezuelan national. Okay. So he was from Venezuela. He was investigating the de- deaths. He was in Guatemala City, and he was shot and killed. Got it. Um, and this was 2008? Two yeah. Year later? Okay. Yeah. July 2008, 13 of the 20 suspects accused in the killings of the four policemen in jail um, were acquitted due to lack of evidence. The suspects were gang members, allegedly gang members. So remember those people that were arrested in from the prison riots and everything? 13 of them were acquitted. Yeah. 13 gang members acquitted of the murder of four ex-policemen. February 3rd, 2009. Um, Attorney General Alvaro Matus was investigating the murder of Victor Rivera, the Venezuelan national. He was accused of conducting a cover-up by prosecutors and surrender to authorities in 2009, February 2009. Charges were immediately dropped, though, and he was released. Were they trying to shut him up? I mean, probably. Also, um, the state prosecutor that had accused the 13 men of the 20, Juan Carlos Martinez, was shot dead in the suburb of Guatemala City. He was driving near his home when he was shot. Central American authorities did ask the FBI to help solve the murder of the three congressmen. A section of the FBI does work closely with Central America. And um, that was in like February 2007, so just after the congressman murders. Mm-hmm. I also want to note that the murders happened on the same day as Eduardo de Boisson's, de Boisson's, de Boisson's Whatever. father. Yeah. His father, the founder of Verena. It was his death, the anniversary of his death, and he had died from throat cancer. Aww. It's bizarre, though. Um, yeah. Roberto, uh, the father, was found by a UN-backed truth commission to have ordered the assassination of the country's Roman Catholic Archbishop Oscar Romero. I'm sorry, say that again. (laughs) The father, Roberto, um, was found by a UN-backed truth commission. So a UN-based... This is Debussy, Debussy, I think that's his, that's the dad. Yeah, he okay. ordered the assassination of the country's Roman Catholic Archbishop. Okay. I have thoughts, but they're not things I should say on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you believe our government, the U.S. State Department Human Rights Report released in 2007 highlighted corruption by Guatemala's security forces, citing complaints of kidnappings, rapes, murders, and Oh, rapes and murders carried out by police in 2006. 400 officers were dismissed for serious crimes in 2006, including extortion, robbery, kidnapping, and collaborating with criminal gangs in El Salvador. I normally don't believe our government, but... Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So now we just have theories to discuss. Yes. Theory number one, drug cartels linked to congressmen. So were the congressmen involved in drug cartels? Yes. Both no. Sparson, <laughs> both Sparson, that's the Irwin guy, um, and the interior minister, the ones that uh, resigned a month after, uh, blamed the gang members inside of the prison for the deaths of the policemen. Some congressmen were accused of, their, of using their diplomatic status to smuggle narcotics as had been proven already. Human rights activists have responded by blaming, by blaming the corruption influence, by the corrupting influence of, okay, human rights activists have responded by blaming the corrupting influence of drug traffickers who make fortunes funneling up to 300 metric tons of cocaine to the United States each year. I mean, I could see it being a drug cartel. Yeah, totally. You've got the 
advanced assassinations of the congressmen. You've got them, the corrupt police officers um, who were corrupted by someone. Yep. It all leads back to the drug cartel. You've got the murders of the policemen, so they shut up. You've got the murder of people investigating or getting too close to the case. Yeah. You've got the murder of more people that are close to the case. You've got people fleeing the country saying that, that they're has scared. cartel like written all over it because they Yes. Do. The justice system was likely corrupt, which is why the Congress, the, or not the congressman, but the official fled Figuero. That yeah. is obviously why he fled. Um, Guatemala with his family yeah with his family because he wanted to make sure because if a cartel wants you dead then you're dead you're dead yeah I mean even even in Austria I would be like Nervous. looking behind looking me over your shoulder yeah yeah and, and everyone picture, knows picture where you them are. in like a little Austrian like village mm-hmm. <laughs> not Vienna or like Salzburg right wearing leader <laughs> like <laughs> wearing they don't wear just, like hiding <laughs> They Heading. wear normal clothes. <laughs> they probably have better styles in America. So, mm-hmm. actually, I know they do. Europe is on it. <laughs> no, they are. But yeah, I don't. It all leads. I it's... could see it just because. Uh, yeah, once you're involved with the cartel, the only way out is you die. So, right. Whether of natural causes and you make it all the way or you get offed. Like, yeah. Once you're part of it, you're part of it. And there's no way out but death. Yeah. Uh, the second theory would be um, Salvadoran security officials or political motives. So political rivals um, could have been involved. According to the report, Sparison, so that's the Irwin guy, Figuera, the guy who fled, and other military personnel were um, to hire paramilitary groups to execute the victims and afterwards place blame on members of a political party. Mm-hmm. So that's like one report says that. One news like article says that and says, oh, well, that could be what's happening. And it could be, but... yeah. I, I could also it. see it being that, though, but I... I would still link that to drug cartels, you know, because I mean, I don't even know. I don't think you would, if it was political, I don't think that whole list of people that got murdered or ran away or whatever, I don't think they would be afraid for their life. Do you think? Yeah. Enough to leave the country? Maybe. Well, I mean, okay, so let's say there's a drug cartel, and obviously it operates in all of Central America, not just Guatemala. Right. So they're operating in El Salvador. They're operating, is Honduras? I don't know. Anyway, yes. I was trying to list, like, several Central American countries, Ec- and then I realized, <laughs> and then I realized, I think the, Portugal. <laughs> Portugal's in Europe. I think the, I think Ecuador is the if I'm remembering correctly, is like the first one of South America where like Panama attaches. Okay. I think from like eighth grade geography is what I'm (laughs) right. So the cartel is obviously like they, they aren't linked to one country. They're linked to several countries. They don't see borders, borders. Like the only reason that they see borders they see them as hurdles that they need to overcome. Right. And they've overcome every hurdle almost in Central America. Yeah. Almost in, I mean, into Mexico and almost into the U.S., which obviously they've hurdled, you know, they know how to get in here. They just haven't corrupted our politicians. Well, that we know of. There's no CIA was no help when they were just like, bring it all here. Yeah. There's no obvious political corruption by drug cartels in the U.S. That we know of at this moment in time. Right. Oh, God. If that came out one day, be so thrilling. So terrible, but thrilling. Yeah. I would leave the country immediately. (laughs) I'd go to Europe. No one wants us. (laughs) Yeah. I would do it anyway. I would go to Europe. Yeah. So 
uh, as I was saying, like the drug cartel obviously corrupted the Salvadoran government too. So if, if there were political rivals, it's coming from the drug cartel. They're saying, nope, this is how we want it. And if they're fighting against it, we need to kill them. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, I could see that. Because it's also like, there has to be a reason it was those three people specifically. I mean, I don't think it's, I mean, it's possible, but I don't think it's likely that they were like that car. Yeah. Let's take that one. I think that it was because they knew that the guy was the son of the founder and that he would bring media coverage. Right. And they were sending a message out saying, y'all need to shut up. Yeah. Or y'all need to listen to us. And then was the arena part party, whatever they're called. Yeah. Is that where they like popular? Like, did people like having them? Um, I don't know, to be honest with you, just because I didn't. I was just curious where they stood as a part, like a political party. I don't know. I just because there was so much civil war and like, yeah, this was the first party that emerged and led the country and led it all the way up into the 2000s, you know? Yeah. I don't know how people reacted to it. I believe that they were voted in, but I don't know how much corruption is behind that. Right. And how much like control people have. And if the politicians are, are being, are corrupt, then the media is obviously corrupt as well. Right. I don't know. It's a tough, it's a tough call. Yeah. Um, I will say that I know Salvadorans and they're very nice. I love them. I bet. Um, this is, we're talking about the leaders, not the people. Right. Right. I don't so, know. but like, I've never heard, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously they, the Salvadorans I know are in America. Yeah. And they came to America for a reason. Was this the reason? (laughs) (laughs) It could have been. This was 2007. This wasn't that long ago. Like, this stuff is still happening. Yeah. This makes me want to do that Haitian one. You should. I'm curious. I will. I just didn't want to tackle their government (laughs) stuff. It's hefty. Um, Corrupt as fuck. So the third theory is that the congressmen were linked to drug cartels and they were helping to deal drugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which I could definitely see. Yeah. However, they were higher up, so I don't think that they were the ones like dealing the drugs or anything. Mm-mm. They were probably the ones telling people what to do. Or paying. Or, or paying people to do it. Um, they were definitely in charge of something. Of something. They were probably in the hierarchy. It was probably the drug cartel, then the congressman right yeah. away. You know, yeah. they were the ones setting laws and, and stuff. So. Because the drug, because cartels want to have people in power in their pocket. Yep. For sure. Because it makes their lives easier. That's tough. Yeah. Tough to figure out like what, who was bad and who was just a victim and yeah because what if the cops what if the cops were victims right like, like what, what if, if they, they were forced to do it what if they said whatever. what if they said we're going to murder your families if you don't police yeah. congress which is why they them. left their wait which is why they left their trackers on because they were like this we didn't want to do this we're being forced to do it so we're going to make sure they figure out who did it and, and then, then before that's why they, they got even murdered t- Yes, and before they could even talk, mm-hmm. they were dead. Yep. Because they didn't have any, it was a day later, a couple days later, they were dead. They didn't have any time to speak to police. And I think if it was a cartel, I think cartel could get into, a, whether it was either cartel oh. members that were in jail or cartels that members. You just that pay were. the COs off. You just say, yeah. let me in. Yeah. Here's, you know. A, a, I know your address. <laughs> your- yeah. Mom's I'm going to kill your family unless you let me in. Or here's 10K. Let yeah. me in. Yeah. And they'd be like, sure. So them thinking it. that like it had to happen in the police station. I'm like, no, it didn't. If it's someone yeah. with enough power, 
and money, mm-hmm. you, you don't need to be in there. You could have snuck in and gotten away with it. Or I could also see the deaths of the four police officers being conducted by COs. Mm-hmm. Um, so their throats were slit and they were shot in the back of the head. Or the the gang that was in the prison, like the gang runs the prison. Of course. So, But that they, usually means they run the COs too. Right. So they're probably running not only the prison, but the COs mm-hmm. and outside of the prison as well. Mm-hmm. So these people are going into prison and just being forcefully corrupted yeah. into these drug cartels. Yep. Or gangs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any other um, theories on this one? <sighs> so hard. <laughs> it's hard, but also terrifying. Like you don't. Yeah. You don't want to solve it because everyone else has gotten really close. Has been. I'm murder. sure someone. I'm sure someone knows. And oh yeah, but they're not yeah. publicizing it. Even I'm whispering right now. <laughs> it's eleven eleven. It is. It I is. wish. I wish that we don't get found. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't really want to solve it either. So. No. If you or someone you know knows anything about these deaths or drug trafficking scandals in Central America, please contact the FBI or do not email us at mrreticle at gmail.com. Please don't. You can follow us at mrreticle on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok and leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can tell all your friends about us. Don't play with strangers. And don't trust your government. If I'm found murdered tomorrow or dead at all in general over the next few weeks, it wasn't an accident and I blame this mystery. I'll make sure I tell the cops that. Oh, I'm laughing. I should redo that. Oh, well, yeah. It's not a good place to laugh. <laughs> okay.